where we promulgate that your physical, psychological, and financial health are your true sources of wealth that must be safeguarded and optimized to achieve long-lasting happiness. Here, we'll discuss tactics on how you may self-actualize to reach the pinnacle of authentic masculinity by embracing true libertarian principles, arming yourself with red pill knowledge, as well as implementing the most up-to-date holistic health biohacks to optimize your health. Stop being a blue pill sheep, being led to slaughter by big government and the court system. Become an awakened man. Here's your host, Gregory. Hello, everybody. This is Gregory, and welcome back to another episode of The Awakened Man, a repository for holistic health, red pill optimization, and freedom. Today, we're going to go back to the alcohol, the alcohol. Now, some of you men are not going to like this episode, but I'm here to save your lives. I am here to help you. So some good compendiums to this episode would be way back in the summer of 2018. I did episode 140, No Amount of Alcohol Safe Per New Lancet Study. I also did an episode 198, Why Millennials Are Drinking Less Than Any Other Generation. And I also have an episode on the scam that is resveratrol. So if you guys are not familiar there was a time about 10 years ago where we were told, drink drink red wine. Drink red wine. It has resveratrol, which is an enzyme that's supposed to be good for cardiac health. But if you go and delve into that, you learn that resveratrol, its benefits have only been connected in animals, mostly rabbits and rodents. And there's never been a study showing that resveratrol is actually good for cardiac health. But the big thing, and this is episode 94, which was done in March of 2018, episode 94. So check out 94 and 140. The thing about resveratrol is even if it is proven to be good for humans, for its heart, alcohol destroys every other organ in your body. And one of the things about going your own way is optimizing every aspect of your life, including, and most importantly for this channel, two things, your physical health and intergender dynamics, namely not to get married. So if alcohol, ethanol, is a known class one carcinogen, it would only make sense and behoove me to tell you not to drink at all. Now, for some of you, you'll be like, but, but, but. And when you say, but, 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 it's really because you're an addict. You're addicted to alcohol. Look, my father was an alcoholic. He was a functional alcoholic. I've talked about this in past episodes. And so you could say, well, Gregory, maybe you have a soft spot, sensitive spot. No, I mean, look, the, the, the government defines alcohol defendants as having 10 drinks or more a week for women and 14 drinks or more for men. So men, if you drink more than 14 a week, you're alcohol dependent. So let's get to it. I'm going to be glinting off the veritable Wall Street Journal. In shift, men are urged to limit alcohol to only one drink a day. This is from Sumati Reddy. She is an Indian woman. Very, very good Indian accent. Very good. Men should consume no more than one alcoholic drink a day, according to a federal committee's recommendations for new U.S. dietary guidelines. That's a reduction from the current recommended limit of two drinks a day. It matches the guidance for women. So women, one drink a day, no more. 
This shift reflects scientists' evolving thinking on moderate drinking and comes as a 20-year rise in Americans' drinking is accelerated during the pandemic. We know, you know, it's funny because they, they they said, oh, liquor liquor stores are considered essential service. we got to keep them open, but we're going to close all the churches. Of course, they had to keep them open because of all the alcoholics. They'd go crazy. They couldn't get their booze. There'd be, be like pre-Floyd looting and they closed it. So certainly the the pandemic, loss of jobs, and like not everybody's losing their job. You look at white collar, white collar is actually doing quite well. It's mostly minorities, working class, poor, but people are losing their jobs. So of course they're going to turn to drinking. We have an episode early here about 20 episodes back in March about how there's a rise in, in domestic disturbances and divorces and all these things. And certainly it's understandable. Earlier research linked moderate drinking to a lower risk of heart disease, right? Resveratrol. But many health experts now say some of those studies are flawed. Yeah, I mentioned that in episode 140. And there's more and better evidence showing wider health risks of alcohol. Quote, we looked at deaths from cancer, cardiovascular disease, and more than 60 alcohol-related conditions. Whatever kind of study you look at, two drinks a day is associated with a higher risk of death than drinking one a day. In the context of a health document, why would you endorse people drinking up to a level in which mortality increases? Says Timothy Naimi, a doctor and alcohol researcher at Boston U. Makes sense. I mean, look, if all the studies are showing two is really bad for you, let's get back to one. But really, we should get back to none or a couple of drinks a, a month. The recommendation is part of a wider effort to revise the U.S. government's dietary guidelines for Americans, which is updated every five years. The guidelines are intended to influence what Americans eat and drink, and they shape everything from the school lunch programs to food manufacturers' plans. And you've seen some of this already played out, right? They make the calories bigger on the labels and the amount of sugar. Well, they, they need to totally re, just totally refurbish and uh, tear down Whatever paradigm they've used the last 30 years, we said the pyramid, now it's the uh, the dish. Because we're all fat. We're fatter than we've ever been in human history. So clearly it's not working. Intense lobbying took place. The alcohol industry voiced objections at a public hearing last week, and some scientists have suggested a greater focus on binge rather than moderate drinking. No doubt those scientists were bought off by Big Alki. I love it how the alcohol industry voiced objections. This reminds me, and I'm going to do... I can't do a separate episode. You know, I wanted to mention at the beginning of this one, but go to the episode I did on The Bleeding Edge. So The Bleeding Edge was a Netflix documentary that came out about a year ago. It's certainly on there still. It's about big big medical device industry and how a lot of the big medical devices that we have in our body, like pacemakers and contraceptives and all these things, are, are poorly regulated. And one of the things mentioned in The Bleeding Edge documentary, and I did a, an episode on this, was oh it's episode 131 I did it in the summer of 2018 131 so they they were talking about Esher so each Esher is like an IUD coil that they put in the woman's entrance of the fallopian tube on each side and that's supposed to cause scarring which will prevent the sperm and egg from meeting for conception it's similar to an IUD and what they learned is there were tens of thousands of complaints about Esher how it's causing bleeding and hemorrhaging and all these problems in women and bear the same people in Monsanto go to the episodes I did on Monsanto and now they're paying out bear Monsanto is paying out billions to people because of roundup 
But Bear was like, yeah, no, 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 yeah, this thing's perfectly fine. Well, anyways, it came out recently, like this week, that they're going to do a humongous payout to women who were on Esher because uh, the courts found that it, they, they, it was completely, they were completely liable. Now, Bear, they're like, no, 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 there's nothing here. We, we don't, we're not going to admit to any wrongdoing, which is typical big, big business. So even here with the alcohol. They're like, no, 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 these studies are wrong. You should drink a lot, right? Look at those beer commercials during during sports, right? Oh, oh. And the funny thing is those beer commercials during sports have great propaganda. Great propaganda, right? It's the schlubby dude who somehow has the hot wife. When we know schlubby dudes aren't getting hot wives. But again, the common man watches these commercials during football, and they, they, they're going to make commercials that the common man can relate to. So the common schlubby man is the protagonist of these commercials. The common schlubby man is the one watching these commercials so they want to make it relatable. And so if you drink Coors or Bud, you know what? You're going to get a hot wife. It's just all nonsense. So it just drives me crazy when big business you know, lobbies, because lobbies are essentially paid whores, men and women. They're just paid whores. So I can't stand lobbyists. The Alcohol Advisory Committee issued its recommendations in July. The U.S. Department of Agriculture and Department of Health and Human Services are set to review the recommendations and issue the final guidelines by the year's end. Doctors and scientists on the committee say they examine alcohol's role in all causes of death. Even if there's a modest benefit for heart health, committee members say a wider assessment of mortality indicates that less alcohol is better for certain because it's not going to cause cancer as much. It's not going to destroy your liver, of course, kidneys. Studies show that mortality risks for both men and women start to increase after a half a drink, says Dr. Namey. Alcohol consumption in the U.S. has increased about 8% over the last 20 years. According to data from the National Institute on Alcohol Abuse and Alcoholism, part of the Federal National Initiative of Health. And alcohol sales have surged 25% since March when COVID hit. 25%. The 1990 guidelines were the first to specifically recommend no more than two drinks per day for men and one for women. Okay, that goes close to alcohol dependence, right? Two drinks per day is going to be 14 for men. So it's been the same guideline for 30 years. Studies have found that about 90% of Americans say their drinking falls within these guidelines on average, says George Kube, director of NIAAA. Yeah, I doubt. I think that's a complete lie. 90% of Americans say that they drink... Two drinks per day or less? Yeah, I don't think it's that high. Elizabeth Mayer Davis, chair of the nutrition department at UNC Chapel Hill, chaired the subcommittee that reviewed beverage recommendations. She says the new recommendation comes in light of rising alcohol consumption and increasing evidence showing alcohol contributes to a number of diseases, most notably cancer. See, this is the thing you don't hear about, right? When you think, who gets cancer? It's smoking. And you're old. No. It's more than that. High sugar diet. We talk about it here. We have an episode here on that. Alcohol consumption, obesity, the hormone disruptors. I mean, there's a lot of things that increase your chances of getting cancer in addition to age. Just like a breast cancer. Something like 75% of new breast cancer cases have no family members of breast cancer. A lot of it is the, the environmental estrogens, like BPA, like parabens. Go to those episodes. Quote, from a cancer point of view, the risks have become much more clear as more research has accumulated. This can be a substantial contribution to increasing people's health and lowering their cancer risk, right? Lowering it from two to one drinks. Quote, says Nigel Brockton, Vice President of Research at the American Institute for Cancer Research, the IARC. That's going to be the AIRC. Dr. Brockton says there's strong evidence that drinking alcohol increases the risk of six types of cancers. 
Four such cancers, esophageal, stomach, liver, and head and neck, are more common in men than women. For breast and esophageal cancer, any amount of alcohol increases risk, he says. Any amount. So for the men, it's esophageal, which we just talked about with the, uh, the cunnilingus episode. Stomach, liver, and head and neck. My dad was a head and neck pathologist, by the way. Earlier findings suggesting alcohol confers certain health benefits have been called into question by more recent studies, says Dr. Kube. For instance, research that associates moderate drinking with less cardiovascular disease often includes people who eat a Mediterranean diet, he says. So the health effects may come from the foods eaten, not the alcohol. For sure. For sure. Quote, while there may be some benefits in the cardiovascular domain, there are so many other issues when considering how alcohol impacts health says Dr. Kube. Yeah, because if you look at the Mediterranean diet, I mean, it's a lot of fresh foods. The EU is so anti-GMO, it's crazy. They can't even have frozen foods on the menu at different restaurants without actually labeling it's frozen. So if you look at Mediterranean diets, a lot of fruits, it's more actually a lot of vegetables, and there's a lot of walking, and there's a lot of fish, and just a lot of healthy food, and they don't eat nearly as much processed food. And in our processed food, what do we have? Food dies. Carcinogens, directly linked to bladder cancer and ADHD. Go to that episode. Preservatives, potassium sorbate, sodium nitrate, I mean, sodium nitrite, all the ones in bacon, just toxic, very toxic, related to colorectal cancer. Alcohol-related studies are often based on self-reports, which can be biased, says Dr. Mayer Davis. So you love the hyphenated women, don't you? Red flag for feminists. People don't always remember how much they drink or how they underreport their intake. People who don't drink alcohol may abstain due to specific health conditions. Yeah, that's why I'm going back to that 90% of people drink 14, 14 drinks or less a week. Yeah, uh, they're not accurately self-reporting. Some scientists say the guidelines should focus more on binge drinking. Eric Rim, professor of epidemiology and nutrition at Harvard, chaired the subcommittee that reviewed alcohol for the 2010 Dietary Guidelines Advisory Committee. He says the aim should be reduced binge drinking, not lowering the limit for moderate drinking. He's bought off by big alcohol. Because look, if certainly binge drinking is bad for you. I mean, people die from it, and it's just a much more rapid, acute effect on all your organs. Not to mention you gain a lot more weight because alcohol has a lot of calories. But see, when the, when you ingest a lot of greasy foods and alcohol, the, the liver's got to metabolize the alcohol first because ethanol is poisonous. So lots of times they don't have time to get to the food, and then you store it. It turns into sugar, and it stores into adipose fat. But this guy's got to be bought off because if all this studies are saying, hey, one drink is better than two and really no drinks is better than one, how can he possibly say that, you know, blah, 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 blah. You know, it's just nonsense. Some of the ill effects of alcohol are from people who like they consume moderately who are big weekend drinkers, says Dr. Rim, who says he doesn't receive funding from the alcohol industry. Uh-huh, yeah. He disagrees with the idea that the recommended limit for alcohol drinks should be the same for men and women. That's true. The biological effect on women's bodies is stronger, he says. Women lack an enzyme in their stomach, so alcohol isn't metabolized there before getting into the bloodstream, he says. Men also have more body water, so alcohol is diluted more in their body fluids. Yeah, because he's saying right now that they, they, they should be reduced from two to one. Both of them should be one. The alcohol industry has voice objections. Tiffany Sizemore Ruiz, oh, a hyphenated feminist, medical advisor for the Distilled Spirits Council of the United States and Industry Group, oh, God, is among those who speak on behalf of the alcohol industry at a public hearing because she's a whore. She's a lobbyist whore. She said the lowered limit for men isn't based on sound science. Yes, but their backing that you should drink a lot of alcohol is. 
And that the committee didn't look at enough research that specifically studied the difference between one and two daily drinks. The Beer Institute president and CEO Jim McGreevy said the committee cherry-picked studies to make their point. Yeah, okay. The Beer Institute. I don't believe we even have that. The Beer Institute. Dariush Mozafarian, dean of the Friedman School of Nutrition, Science, and Policy at Tufts University in Boston, wasn't on the Dietary Guidelines Committee and isn't involved in the process. He says the lower limit is a sensible recommendation backed by research. It is sensible. Quote, they conclude appropriately that two drinks is worse than one for men, and now we have enough data to say that because of the harm of alcohol and cancers, liver disease, accidents, and other things, says Dr. Mozafarian. All right, and that's the end of the article. So look, guys, I was at the pool this weekend with my kid, and there's a lot of tubing that takes place in Texas. You tube down the rivers. And I've always lamented this. And again, you can say I'm sensitive because my father being an alcoholic and I don't really touch alcohol. But it always drives me crazy when I see people tie up their tubes and all they do is float down the river and drink. And they're just drunk by the end of the day because they're dehydrated drinking a lot of alcohol. So yeah, then I go to the pool and I go to a private pool. And it's the same thing. These people, these, these parents, they, they bring the coolers in the, uh, the pool and they just drink there. And I'm like, why do you feel the need to drink at noon? I remember one time when I took one of my trips to Portland or wherever, I the flight left at 8 a.m. and I was walking by a restaurant and there were five people, men and women, drinking alcohol at 8 a.m. Again, I mean, this is a sign of addiction. You could say they're drinking for anxiety maybe because they want to get on the plane. But again, alcohol is trying to numb the pain. What are you hiding from? What are you hiding from? You shouldn't be drinking a lot. And as the article said, the more you drink, even if it's more than one drink, it's going to hurt your body, shorten your life expectancy. You're going to get comorbidity issues and die younger. Why would you want that? You shouldn't want that. So if you get mad at me or mad at this article from the journal, Wall Street Journal, really it's, it's a reflection on you because we should be drinking sparingly. We really should. And if you're drinking more than that, then you're trying to numb the pain. Just like if you do fantasy football gambling, we have that around episode 190, fantasy football gambling. We have the one on a, a addictive shopping by women. We have an episode on that. Anytime you're addicted to something else, porn, food, whatever, you're trying to put a veneer over a problem in your life. And a lot of these have to do with early childhood trauma. Everything always goes back to early childhood trauma, post-traumatic stress, something like that. And so instead of trying to numb the pain, think of cutters, right? They cut their leg because they're trying to numb the deeper pain. Do the deep work and find out what's wrong with you. Because I hate to tell you this, and you might not want to hear this, but it's not normal for you to be drinking a lot. You shouldn't be in like a sustained, a sustained buzz the entire day. You shouldn't be drinking at 8 a.m. You shouldn't be drinking at noon. This is not good for you. And MGTOW is all about cleaning up your life and optimizing. And if you are saddled by alcohol drinking day in, day out, or even on the weekends where you binge both days, you can't optimize. So look, I would recommend do the deep work, go to therapy, write it out, journal, resolve stuff with your parents, whatever it is. If you got sexually, physically abused, we talk about the stepfather effect, going back to dads. You know, If you're not raising your biological kid, 40 times more likely to be abused. Whatever it is, get it fixed because it's hampering you, it's impeding you, and ultimately it's killing you. So try to limit your alcohol as much as you can. The website's Naturopathic Earth. Go check out all the articles. Uh, There's a link in the episode notes of this episode and all all episodes, so click on it, and I'll take you to my website. There's about 500 articles that I've written there, my my daily blog. And if you want to help us out, I'm Amazon affiliate, so click under the Articles tab on the the homepage, and then go to one of the 
recipes. I have about 250 recipes that are mostly dairy-free, gluten-free, all these like toxin-free. And then you'll see a link to Amazon for to buy one of those recipes. Click on the link. It takes you to Amazon. Anything you buy on Amazon within 24 hours, we get a 2% commission and no expense to you. So it's not – you don't have to buy that actual recipe. Just just get get to Amazon through our links and then buy whatever you want. Also, if you want to donate money, there is a – a PayPal link in the episode notes. Click on that. Donate whatever you can. I have two books on Amazon. I appreciate if you buy them. There's a, they are in Kindle and in paperback. And one of them is Revelations of a Weight Loss Warrior. That's how I lost my way and kept it off for 30 years. I talk about the biohacks I did. And then Confessions of an Obese Child. I talk about why I gained the weight. And a little of it has to do with alcohol of father. What else? If you need some one-on-one coaching, contact me through the Clarity FM link found in the homepage of naturopathic earth and please 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 subscribe to the awakened man and post an honest review in the red pill in the red pill world we are the most reviewed MGTOW red pill channel and I, I take a lot of pride in that but please post an honest review it helps me out subscribe it helps me out so it helps with the analytics and please subscribe to my two other channels confessions of an obese child especially if any of you have addictions in any way shape or form that is a podcast for you check that out and subscribe and post a review there and then i have the essential oils and herbal apothecary which is mostly about essential oils herbs things that can biohack your your health based on natural all right guys take care god bless Bye-bye. thank you for listening to the awakened man podcast Find us on Facebook at the Awakened Man podcast page. Subscribe and post an honest review on Apple Podcasts and consider donating to our crowdfunding account. And remember, freedom is better than needle. Until next time. Music attributed to Nine Inch Nails.